welcome to another exciting episode of National Google Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network, RBN Republic Broadcasting. Dot org. It's it's the mulligan of free speech because we already started this show and then I accidentally touched something and the uh, and it ended our phone call. So uh, anyway, we're trying again. It's a do-over. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. Click on the donate button. Send badly needed fundage to 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas 78664. Phone it into 1-800-724-2719, extension 3. Because you might not get a do-over. If we lose RBN, there may, might not be a do-over. So do it now. Hey, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me on, Patrick. It's been an interesting show. We did Patrick and Jeremy last night, four or five minutes ago. I want to look at it. Now we're doing your show. Um, lots of stuff to talk about. Did you hear from NBC News that Putin has said that Biden is better for Russia than Trump? Putin is endorsing Biden. There, it's proof. It's proof that he's controlled by the Jews, along with the bracelet and the yarmulke. Okay, well, the, the bracelet. Bra- Go ahead. Who's, who's bracelet? Go ahead. No, who's oh, no, bracelet? that was Tuck- Tucker's got the bracelet. No, Putin's got the apartment in the West Bank. See? Now he's supporting Biden. Okay. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, what he said is Biden is old school and very predictable. It's very predictable. Um, and if if Nikki Haley had somehow become the uh, Republican nominee, I remember I, I got a call from a pollster once, and they were asking me, um, I, I, was, I haven't gotten a call for a few months, but I was getting a bunch of calls from pollsters. And, you know, they'd sometimes they'd ask, uh, you know, Trump versus Biden and this and that. And then they asked um, Nikki Haley versus Biden. And I just my brain froze up and I was like totally confused. I, I thought, how how can they how could that happen? I mean, they're both in the same party. How how, how does that work? And then I realized I realized, oh, oh, um, they're not in the same party. Nikki Haley's actually a Republican. Oh, okay. So, like, I had, a, like, this whole brain attack where I couldn't figure out why they were asking me that question. And I said, oh, I just wouldn't vote. But but in retrospect, no, actually, if it was Nikki Haley versus Biden, I would vote. And I would vote for Biden. I would definitely vote for Biden over Nikki Haley. Um, even if they're equally horrible, if Nikki Haley came in, she would like Biden is disgraced. Biden's not going to be able to get very much done. Uh, he's disgraced. Uh, they've they've shot their wad. They're they're just I mean, they, they are. I mean, there is continuing damage. You got this stuff going on at the southern border and whatnot. But um, they are in much less of a position to get things done. Nikki Haley could come in and have a honeymoon. And get a, a whole lot done, at least, you know, until she became disgraced. And so for Putin, A, I kind of think he was trolling. But it is true that Trump is very unpredictable. I think it's true that, that Trump would try to get along with uh, Putin, but it didn't work for him last time. And he, he, I think in a lot of ways, Trump was more of a pain in the ass 
for the Russians than um, than Obama was. Uh, you know, it, he he sent more he sent offensive weapons to Ukraine and wound up bragging about it. Um, they, he was very easily manipulated. You know, they called him Putin's puppet. And then he went and did things that even Obama had refused to do to, to prove that he wasn't Putin's puppet. Well, that was that was really stupid. Um, and and he only met he only had one summit with meeting summit meeting with Putin. They might have met briefly on the sidelines of of uh, larger meetings, but they only had one serious meeting, whereas typically um, since the since the 70s, you have had about one significant at least one significant meeting per year between the Russian or Soviet leader and the, and, and the American president. Um, so, uh, you know, I can, so a, I don't think Putin is really sincere when he said that, but, but, um, even if he was sincere, um, it, it would be that, that Biden, a is predictable B he's ex- extremely weak and the administration is extremely weak and they're not able to get things done. You can see they're they're not able to get, or they haven't been able to get any more aid to Ukraine. There's been no aid to Ukraine for a while because they're too weak to get Congress to approve it. Um, and so, with Biden in office, uh, the the future you can you can see the future, and and um, they're they're going to win in Ukraine. Uh, who knows how long the Ukrainian government is going to hold together when it's going to collapse, but they're, they're so the, the future is foreseeable with Trump. Um, it could be better. It could be worse. Uh, it, it depends what, what Trump is unpredictable. And part of it is because, um, he's easily manipulated by people who say you're Putin's puppet. Uh, uh, and you know, he has to prove, he has to prove he's the opposite. It just uh, one last thing. Um, he had to prove he was the opposite. So in his second, what was it, his second State of the Union, he said we need more immigration than ever before because um, all these countries are moving their factories back to America, and we need immigrants to work in the factories. That was retarded. But you know, they, but he brought in his son-in-law. He brought in all these people, and uh, and just isn't a very adept or sophisticated. Um, politician when it comes to governing when it comes to campaigning for sure he's the best when it comes to governing no he doesn't have any he's clueless so i'll kick it back to you jeremy yeah that's very interesting points you know from putin's point of view he has watched the declension of the west in the last four years uh specifically as the the sanctions against russia backfired uh he has now gotten a coalition of uh, the BRICS nations, and it's looking as uh, Russia and China are emerging as a bipolar power on the global scene, all under Biden's watch. So I can understand why he would say that. Interestingly, in this NBC article, uh, Trump, who is being called the frontrunner of the the GOP, uh, said that that was a great compliment uh, and that Putin is not a fan of mine, according to Trump. Uh, So, yeah. Trump is going to use this as he as he does everything else uh, as a campaign talking point. Hey, look at me! Uh, you know, 
I'm the one that Putin fears the most. So that's going to play very well in his campaign, I do believe. He is an opportunist. That's what Don Black said from the beginning, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Trump the opportunist. Um, and you're right. You know, Trump is unpredictable. Uh, we don't know if he's going to support this Ukrainian thing or not. Uh, if if enough pressure is put on him, if he's called Putin's puppet enough, he could very well double the amount of money to Ukraine. You never know. And as we mentioned in last night's show, he'll definitely support Israel. Trump will. So there's the downside to that. So, and I don't know whether either of these conflicts really can go on. Like the Ukrainian conflict, it's just hard to imagine it going on until another 11 months until the uh, next inauguration because uh, everything's really falling apart fast. Um, Zelensky's five-year term expires in May and he hasn't scheduled elections and so his his legitimacy is going to take a hit after may uh um he you know he still has the backing of the eu and germany but uh there are people inside the country gunning for him for sure then um israel i mean how long can this go on well they're they're very well armed um and uh they have no regard for for human suffering that's very clear but i i don't know there are a lot of there are a lot of variables there netanyahu was not popular if you recall last july there were massive demonstrations anti-netanyahu demonstrations in the street so he's very polarizing and israel the israeli electorate was very split especially the you know the jewish the Jewish electorate in Israel was very evenly split. And the people who are most against within Israel, the people who are against Netanyahu, are primarily the um, the more secular Ashkenazi Jews. And right now, the Israeli politics, uh, which is, well, Netanyahu, Netanyahu's support base is more in the Mizrahi and Sephardic Jews um, and I guess a lot of the Mizrahi Jews are um, more have a more fundamentalist uh, religious outlook. I don't, you know, this part of Israeli politics, I'm not that familiar with. But it just, I don't know how long that can be sustained. And I think at some point, the the more this goes, just like with Ukraine, the more the longer the Ukraine war went on, the worse the worse it is for Ukraine. I think that's clear. Um, why it's taken um, the Ukrainian military and Ukrainian society so long to realize that, that's a little hard to explain. I think the big support in Ukraine for the war is in the west of the country, in places like Lvov, uh, the west of the country, which isn't seeing any fighting. They are seeing their, their um, menfolk get get drafted um and and a lot of them die so you you would think at some point they would be turning against it um it's it's hard it's kind of hard to fathom why they've let this go on so long seeing their their country being destroyed uh with with israel the one thing about israel is israel is is a tiny country so ukraine is going to be around the size of texas 
and and Israel in terms of its geography is about the size of New Jersey. It's tiny, and it just it really can't afford to lose. Um, so I don't know. I that's that's all I'll say on this for the time being. I I don't know. I just don't know if it, this stuff can go on long enough. It, it will be an issue in the campaign, but I think what might by by election day, what's going to be the issue might be who lost Ukraine, who lost Ukraine, maybe who lost Israel, who knows, but who lost Ukraine? And Biden will be saying, you know, uh, we we had it covered, everything was going great, and then Donald Trump got the Republicans to cut off the funding, and then everything uh, fell apart because the funding got cut off, so it's Trump's fault. I mean, you can see that that's the narrative that's going to be uh, um, that's developing. Uh, you know, that's I think that's what's going to be developing, so they'll try to make that. But then again, how many Americans even care about Ukraine when you get down to it? I think Ukraine's just yesterday's news. What do you think, Jeremy? Especially right-wing yeah, especially right-wing Americans don't seem to be interested in Ukraine, but they are very, very supportive of Israel. And I think this is another explanation as to what Putin's mindset is here. He knows that Trump is going to be very gung-ho for Israel and aggressive towards Iran. And Iran is a huge ally of Russia and China, for that matter. So there could be a lot of unpredictability there. You know, Trump did assassinate Soleimani. Um, if there were a president that they would like that the Jewish establishment would want to set and preside over a conflict with Iran, I think it would be Trump. And I think that he could be pressured, threatened, and coerced into supporting a war with Iran. So these are major things that, you know, we can look at as to why Putin would endorse Biden. It's kind of like what we've talked about. Do you want a competent person running the U.S. and these horrible policies, or do you want incompetency? We're going to get a lot of gridlock. So far, we've had gridlock. And from Russia's point of view, that's a good thing. So I think that's probably what, what we're looking at here. Yeah. What do you think? With Trump, yeah. with Trump supporting Israel, um, you know, why? is he? How, how committed to it is he? And I think it all depends. And when he was president for four years, um, he, made, he did break new ground in terms of certain symbolic gestures. Um, in terms of changing facts on the ground, he didn't do, he didn't do much. He didn't launch any wars for Israel. He tried to uh, withdraw from Syria. He, uh, he was overruled by his own people, which shows how weak he is. Uh, and uh, ineffective he, he was, but yeah, he, you know, he, Changed the signs on the uh, Tel Aviv Tel Aviv embassy and the uh, Jerusalem consulate office. He switched those signs so one would be the so Jerusalem would be the uh, embassy and Tel Aviv would be a consulate. That's that's all symbolism. He Netanyahu, who right now is in charge of Israel. I don't know how long can he possibly last. I don't know, but uh, Netanyahu. <clears throat> was the first foreign leader to congratulate Joe Biden on his fake election. And I think there's the, the Trump is probably a very petty person. I don't know if he can, if he can ever forgive Netanyahu for that. Um, so it's hard to say. I mean, the, like what Don Black said about Trump was Trump is, can be inspired by his followers. 
Trump can be led by his followers, which the thing is, like, okay, so the followers, his followers, and in the context of Don Black saying this, his followers were anti-immigration, and uh, Trump kind of seemed to stumble up, stumble upon it because he was best known during the Obama administration. What was the issue he was best known for? He was best known for being a birther. He'd spend eight years talking about where's the birth certificate. And then all of a sudden, he was his main issue was the, was immigration, and uh, I think he kind of stumbled upon it, and it resonated with his followers, and then he, he ran with it. The problem with this whole dynamic is not just that Trump is easily manipulated, but I think Trump's followers are easily manipulated, the MAGA people. So, and, and I do try to differentiate between MAGA and America first. Um, I think... And, you know, these are these are definitions. Anybody can can come up with their own definition. But what I what I'm calling America first are uh, would be uh, would be people who are um, d- who are non-interventionists. They don't want they they don't want to get involved in foreign policy in um, foreign wars. They want to protect the border. Uh, who have who have principles, whereas the MAGA people. Um, are much less sophisticated and simply want to win elections and beat the libs and, uh, you know, own the libs. And if owning the libs means, um, uh, that we're the real party of gayness and, um, and Hispanic immigration, you know, then, then that's great. If we're the real party of, uh, of black people, that's great. Uh, I think the, the MAGA, the MAGAPEDs are easily manipulated and, uh, can be they can be manipulated by say Fox News and then then they can manipulate Trump. That's kind of that's kind of the dynamic I see, and um, which is the is the danger with Trump is that he can he's he's easily manipulated. And I go to Trump rallies whenever I can, whenever there's one that I can get to, I'll go. And uh, you know, in general, the um, you know Trump says things and people respond. I remember. Uh, going to a rally, what was it, 2019? It was after he had gone to Hanoi and met with Kim Jong-un. And he said something about Kim Jong-un. And I started cheering. And that got the people around me starting to cheer. And then the next thing you knew, Trump said, yeah, yeah, we went and we and we fell in love. <laughs> he said he fell in love with uh, Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un and, and, and him fell in love. I thought that was it was funny, and I don't know I, I don't know how much credit I can take for it, but I I was the one who started cheering when he first mentioned uh, Kim Jong Un. But these things. To everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. Every move he makes. Another chance it takes The odds are he won't live to see tomorrow Secret agent man Secret agent man They've given you a number Add and check it 
Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story. It's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. I thought that was it was funny, and I don't know I, I don't know how much credit I can take for it, but I I was the one who started cheering when he first mentioned uh, Kim Jong Un. But these things, but there, there's this dynamic, and things things can happen, and uh, he is he is very prone to manip, manipulation, and uh, you know they can they can do it by saying you're you're Putin's puppet, and then he feels he has to prove that he's not Putin's puppet by doing something that he wouldn't have done in the first place, but that they but that his opponents want him to do. And that's, that's, that's the danger with Trump. 
the the big question with Trump is has how much learning has there been? How how many of the correct lessons did he learn from the first four years? Because the people who over the, the people who stymied him, the people who impeached him two times, it was it was Jews. I mean that first impeachment, it was just Jews on parade. Uh, you know, the Lieutenant Colonel Vindman and Ambassador Yanukovych, or what was his name? Yanukovych, uh, not Yanukovych, Yovanovich. Uh, um, all these, just Jew after Jew after Jew was out there. Uh, Ambassador um, Sondman, I think that was his name. They just had all these Jews. And, you know, the, the committee leaders were all Jews. And at some point, you know, you, you, he's from New York. He knows he knows the difference between he he's got to have some Judar. And at some point, you would think that, um, you know, in in his late seventies and his old age, he might just get grumpy enough to to call BS on on the Jews. But who knows? So I take it back to you, Jeremy. Yeah, that's what was funny. It's all these it's all these Jews from Russia that infiltrated in the sixties and became the neocons, right? Or that led that. Uh, another thing about, about Trump's base, the MAGA base, the core of it is Christian Zionists. So again, very pro-Israel, very wanting to see that third temple. How about this? Trump's the guy who is going to negotiate. He's going to bring the United Muslim world together with the Jews at the table in Russia and China and negotiate a third temple. How about that? Who knows? Who knows? Um, we, by the we time keep coming he becomes back to president, the third yeah, temple. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, what's the significance of the third temple? Oh yeah. I mean, we keep coming back to it, but I mean, this is something that um, that seems to be on the table now. Um, and you know, you got a pissed off electorate in Israel. You know, you mentioned the Ashkenazis uh, being the more moderates. But, uh, you know, they're pissed because Netanyahu is going too far and the religious extremists in Israel are, are pissed that he's not gone far enough and that he's not got the temple going already. Um, I think Trump would be the deal maker that would that would bring this whole thing together. This, this is another prediction that I want to make is that Trump takes office and negotiates uh, a deal in the Middle East, gets the third temple, brings Israel to heal uh, and gets America Lock, you know, tapped into the Belt and Road. That's what I think we're gonna, we're going to be looking at. All things very feasible for next year too. Yeah, we'll see. I think one difference that that Trump's going to notice if he if he comes back um, is that the position of the United States is in world politics is just going to be fundamentally different. That when when he became president, you know, the United States was the most powerful country on earth and recognized as such. And it was in a position to uh, dominate or lead international conferences. And I think one thing about the, the, the four years of Biden is just the United States in, in any, um, any metric is just much weaker. The, the, the strength of the United States has gone way down. And its position in world politics has gone way down. And uh, I think if you had an international peace conference, the United States would have a uh, they would have a uh, chair at the table. 
but I don't think they're going to be dominating it. I think it's going to be dominated by the uh, the uh, Russia China allowance. You know, e- alliance. You, you keep calling it a bi- bipolar uh, bipolar order. And when I was studying international relations thirty forty years ago, yeah, the bipolar bipolar world system meant you had a system with the United States on the one side and the Soviet Union on the other side. They were two superpowers and they were in contention with each other and it was bipolar. But looking the way you use it, you're talking about two countries that are in alliance with each other and are dominating the system. Um, in effect, in effect, so that's not, in, in effect, they're not really two separate poles because they're too close to each other. But, um, but you have the, this two... Um, two states, this alliance between these two states, it's going to um, take the place not of the United States and the Soviet Union in the Cold War world system, but take the place of the United States alone. It's like the United States was the world's only superpower in the unipolar system and China and Russia as as two closely allied countries. <laughs> You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. 
Cows 2. Ease Off LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultation are free and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects email tom at republicbroadcasting.org t-o-m at republicbroadcasting.org United States alone, it's like the United States was the world's only superpower in the unipolar system, and China and Russia, as as two closely allied countries, look like they're going to replace the United States in, I guess what maybe you could call it a, a unipolar, like two countries. The alliance is the one pole, and and the United States is just going to be a lot less significant. And I, I you know, I don't know if somebody like Donald Trump could um get used to how how we would deal with that 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 the united states is just going to be second fiddle what do you think of that yeah no you're absolutely right i I use bipolar i'm sort of being funny but you're absolutely right in that it's a funny word yeah throughout history and this is something i've brought up so many times on our shows throughout history you've had this balance of power between east and west and it's been ever since the roman empire split uh, you know, Rome and Constantinople. Then you had the Ottoman Empire take Turkey. Uh, you had that balance uh, between the Holy Roman Empire and the Ottomans. Uh, then you had the British Empire emerge, took out the Ottoman Empire, divided it up, took out Germany, which was also a threat to the British Empire. Uh, and the emergence from World War II was the United States and the Soviet Union. The U.S. sort of took over that role of the of the British Empire. And you've had this this uh, this balance of power up until just recently. Just recently, it's collapsed. And you're right, Russia and China being allied closely are sort of a one. I'm not going to say one world government. I'm going to say a, a united front on the globe. How about that? Um, and so you have this emergence. Now you want to get into some biblical prophecy because you know I love talking about that. The the prophet Daniel predicted. The prophet Daniel predicted this. Uh, in Daniel 2, you had this this vision that Nebuchadnezzar had, and Daniel interpreted it for him, um, you know, with the power of God, that the world empires uh, would split into two legs, two legs of the statue, uh, an east and west balance of power. And that would collapse into a, um, a global empire composed of ten kings. Now, interestingly enough, if you go to the UN website, all under the name of climate and global, you know, climate change and all that, 
you have 10 climate regions. The, US, the globe is divided into 10 climate regions. That's fascinating. Um, you combine this with uh, the, the importance of the Belt and Road Initiative and, and the Greater Israel and Eurasia sort of becoming the the center for global trade, as we talked about last night on my show. Um, this is all pointing to a uh, a global government where the center of it is in the Greater Israel. And one man, if one man could take charge of this, uh, could control that area of greater Israel, you know, he could very easily, uh, I don't want to say manipulate, but maybe that's the only word I can think of. Maybe you can have a better one, manipulate Russia and China and, uh, you know, bring them under his power. This man would be the Antichrist. This, this is all tying in with the global prophecy thing. And, uh, and the fact that that area has been important since Alexander the Great, um, it, it, it was less relevant when the U.S. and the British Empire were global powers, but it's becoming more relevant now. This is what Christians see when they say the end times is what they're talking about. They're talking about all these things culminating uh, as the Middle East being the center of uh, of, of power and uh, one world government. This is what they call the New World Order, Patrick, by the way. They don't understand like the intricacies uh, that we've had many new world orders that they're talking about a one world government controlled by the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Just to sort of explain that. Did all of that make sense or did I ramble too much? You didn't ramble. <laughs> the new world or yeah, I mean, so when Alex Jones or other people, when they talk about new world order, to what extent are they actually Talking about thinking about the Antichrist. And what what proportion what proportion of people who talk about the New World Order are thinking about the Antichrist? Well, yeah, they're they're not exactly. This is more uh, you know biblical minded people like Dan Cobb and myself. You know, we see that because we're viewing the the New World Order through a biblical lens. Other people just see it as a a global dominance where everybody's going to be marked and chipped. Uh, and their sovereign sovereignty of nations are, uh, you know, destroyed and everyone answers to one global system. That's what they're talking about. Um, as you and I have talked about, there's been many new world orders. We, we are almost going into a new world order every five years or so in the last few decades. We're definitely approaching a new world order now. Um, whereas you mentioned Russia and China are taking the helm. Um, is that a good thing? I think it's a good thing. But so so I'm nuanced at it. it. You know, we're better off in this world order than we were 20 years ago. But what I'm saying is eventually going to degrade into the control of the Antichrist. This person, whoever it is, is going to establish a global system of you have to put something in your body in order to function. And we see the uh, the building, the, found, the foundation of this being built during the covid lockdowns. Just fascinating how the entire globe, with the exception of very few countries, just were on board with this, almost as if they were all operating off the same playbook. This is when I say they and they control and there's a plan. This is what I'm talking about. I'm thinking of it more from a biblical mindset. As a political scientist and an agnostic, you're uh, you're seeing it from a different way. Mm-hmm. You don't see a, a plan. You, you just see people and, and countries and governments acting uh, in their own interest under Jewish domination in a lot of cases. 
So, uh, you know, and from my mindset, like I mentioned last night, Daniel 9, you're going to have the Jews make a covenant with this, the most powerful man in the world, the Antichrist. It's going to be a seven-year covenant where they see which side – they know what's – you know, the direction the political winds are blowing, and they either make a covenant with this guy or they get left behind. So they're going to try to tap in and, and control him. He's going to turn on them and destroy two-thirds of them. Well, okay, so last week – uh, you, I, we were talking about this towards the end of the show, and you said that you know I was asking, well, who who is the antichrist? Is it you know Netanyahu? This and that, and you were saying no, it's it's going to be an Italian. And I don't know if people heard this. I want to make sure they hear it now. Uh, and I said, what are we talking about, Leonardo DiCaprio or or um, Robert De Niro? You'd think he'd be taller. And I thought that was a good joke. You'd think he'd be taller. But um, I don't think it, because of the back and forth on Skype, I don't know if most people heard that. But yeah, and that was I LOL at that. I laughed out loud. Yeah, that was good. I think I muted when I laughed out loud, so I didn't disturb the show. But that was funny. Okay, so I get this from Daniel Nine. Um, I, I don't know specific. I'm I'm guessing Italian because Daniel prophesied uh, circa. Five middle of the, the the fifth century BC, that it would be that this prince that is to come, the Antichrist, would be of the people that would destroy Jerusalem. That would that would and that was the Romans. So at the time Daniel prophesied, Rome had not expanded, and they were primarily Italians. Um, another interesting thing about the Antichrist is that he's going to be the seed of the serpent. So you go back to a Genesis uh, three prophecy that the seed of the woman would would crush the head of the serpent, uh, and that the the seed of the woman would war with the seed of the serpent. All right, the seed of the woman is Jesus Christ. So Jesus was a is 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 eternally God. He is eternally the Son of God according to Scripture, and so he's always existed. But at one point in history, approximately two thousand years ago, he took on a flesh. He was a uh, his body is a supernatural creation inside of Mary, of God, um, to create a human who is the Son of God and also the Son of Man. So similarly, the seed of the serpent is going to be a supernatural creation of Satan. Uh, it's going, and this is getting back to some Genesis six stuff. I know we're, I know this is a lot, but but try to stay with me. Um, in Genesis six, you had angelic beings taking physical form and impregnating women, and they basically created hybrids that that wrought destruction on the globe and god destroyed them with the flood and he saved only noah and his family because they were the only ones that basically weren't corrupted genetically so satan is going to mimic this he's going to literally impregnate a woman and the antichrist will be a hybrid he will be a hybrid of of, of a, an angelic being known as a cherub which is what satan is uh, he'll be a hybrid of a, a cherub and a human but the human woman I'm predicting is going to probably be Italian or at least European, according to the Daniel. He's going to be of the people that destroyed Jerusalem. That was the Romans. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, that, that's, a, that's a lot, isn't it, for Patrick and Jeremy? We're really getting into some biblical stuff. But as you say, man, this is all relevant. I'm, I'm trying to also give you and maybe some other people like an insight into how Christians view this. So the Christian Zionists will say, well, hey, the seven-year tribulation, the third temple is going to kick off the seven-year tribulation. The sooner that happens, the sooner Jesus comes back and raptures us. That's their mentality. That's why they okay. support Israel in the third temple. And they don't understand. Now, mm -hmm. Go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say, and to what extent do you understand the uh, the mentality of the uh, people in the Netanyahu government who also uh, are following what they see as biblical prophecy in order to uh, uh, bring about the, the Messiah, the, the Jewish one, the, the Messiah that they're looking for? Right, so Orthodox Jews do not believe that Jesus uh, was the Messiah. And you can read this very clearly in the Talmud that where they say Jesus uh, you know, was the bastard son of Mary, and he's, he's boiling in hell and excrement. Uh, they're looking for the Messiah to come. They and read the prophecies of Isaiah, and and they don't understand the first and second coming that the Messiah must suffer first and then come back and rule the earth with a rod of iron. They're looking for a political, military, and religious leader to to break Israel free from the bonds of Gentiles, of Gentile rule, and to establish uh, Israel as the capital of the earth. That's what they're looking for. The Antichrist will make them this offer. Their Messiah will be the Antichrist. That's, But they're not seeing him as the Antichrist. They're seeing him as the first coming of the Messiah. Because in their minds, he's going to fulfill all those Old Testament prophecies, and he will literally, the Antichrist will rule with a rod of iron for uh, during the majority of those seven years of that covenant. But other prophecies that they neglect, they don't see, is that he turns on them. He turns on them in the middle of that covenant and goes about destroying them. And you can see uh, with the global outrage over Israel's genocide, it's going to be pretty easy to turn the globe against them. Did that answer the question? It is. Um, how about, uh, okay, so, you know Rabbi Schneerson? Yeah. He, he Schneerson predicted that Netanyahu would usher in the age of the Messiah. Is that what he predicted? Yes, in the 80s, I believe. I don't think he's still alive. Is he Schneerson died, right? He's, he's gone, but, um, and I've, I've seen pictures of him, um, on bumper stickers and like in in front of Jewish people's houses, like Orthodox Jews, uh, so there's a a certain reverence for him that I've I've seen uh, amongst the Lubavitchers, particular. So so you can see the connection between Christian Zionist and uh, Orthodox Jews Schmierson followers. They're 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 pushing for the same goal. They're seeing it from two different angles. That they understand it from two different religious points of view. They're both very dangerous, and and you could say as an agnostic that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The third temple of the Antichrist and all of that. These two very powerful groups uh, pushing for the same thing. Well, yeah, and that's I mean, that's for me the uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, aspect of it is is alarming but at any rate it's relevant people are motivated by it for let's just say for you and um and or mark dankoff what how does the this prophecy um inform your viewpoint so mark and i are 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 we look at the, the eschatology different. Eschatology means study of end times prophecy. 
um, he's a Lutheran. We agree on a lot of things, but we we're in disagreement on on some of this. But I mean, he sees he sees these things where we're similar is we see this as a bad thing. It's not going to be good to have, uh, you know, the third temple. It's not, not going to be good for the Jews to usher in the Antichrist as their Messiah. But as a as a person who believes in the sovereignty of God, these things must happen. So I'm not cheering it on. Just like if I was on earth 2,000 years ago, I would not cheer on the Jews as they crucified Christ, even though that was the sovereign plan of God. The Bible says that Christ was slain from the foundation of the earth. In other words, he was ordained uh, by God to give his life for humanity. But you don't go and cheer for that when it happens. Similarly, it's ordained that these things happen, that the Antichrist and the Third Temple comes, but you don't cheer it on, you don't support it. Um, it's my position in life. God's ordained me to speak out against it. And that's why I talk against Jewish power. That's why I do these shows, and particularly why I do the Wednesday night broadcast. I try to reach as many people as I can with the truth, and RBN gives me a, an excellent platform to do so. So I, I think that's how sort of Mark and I would both agree on viewing this, is these are bad things. We don't support it. We're not Christian Zionists, and we understand that God's chosen people are followers of Christ. Uh not the Jews that dominate the globe currently. Okay. All right. Well, do we have do we have anything else to go into? Because we have a few more minutes. Yeah. So um, I was wanting to get into this thing of uh, New York giving migrants ten thousand dollar cards uh, without IDs, uh, no strings attached. From the New York Post earlier this month, the Post broke the story that Mayor Adams is giving out prepaid cash cards to migrants. Unusually for Mayor Adams, uh, he didn't publicize the story himself. Um, anyway, the, the purpose of this is because these migrants living in hotels are wasting tremendous amounts of food, like $7 million a year of food. Uh, and they think by giving them these cards, they can just go buy their own food and stuff. But this is what's really angering uh the leftists. Can you imagine a poor black person or even a white person watching these migrants get handed out these gifts? Um, and, and some of them are homeless in the street. This is going to play a major role in the election. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
Health Simple with Colorado Shioji. Fact bit number one. What goes in must come out. Whatever we ingest, breathe in, or transfer by contact must be expelled. Expelled directly as burned calories, through perspiration, respiration, or expelled via urinary and gastric channels. Every element that is not properly used or removed by our bodies become toxins. And toxins, as we know, are causal to every disease and ailment. Toxins are what makes us subpar unable to be at our best. Be your healthy best by cleansing your body of daily and deeply embedded toxins. Live stronger, and we hope live longer. Shilajit, legit Shilajit, that is like Colorado Shilajit, is perhaps the greatest homeopathic whole body remover of toxins made by Mother Earth. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. some of them are homeless in the street. This is going to play a major role in the election this year. Uh, it's going to totally destroy the Democratic Party. Uh, and I say this because they tend to be more the party of immigration or, you know, illegal immigration and sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what's going to usher Trump into hell. It's stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it's inexcusable and it's, it's an attack on some of their own core constituencies that the blacks in particular. I mean, Biden, uh, he, he has uh, black women in South Carolina to thank. He'd never won a single primary, never won a primary, and then uh, was able to catapult from, uh, well, I mean, they had, they had the primary in South Carolina. It was the first one he'd ever won in three tries, in three r- runs at president. First time he'd ever won. Because he ran in 88, he ran in 2008, and then he ran in 2020 and it was the first time he ever won he won that and then that gave him some momentum for super tuesday and he he uh i was i wasn't expecting him to win anything on super tuesday but he did maybe there was some cheating against bernie and then they canceled the primaries and uh he was and and faked the uh general election and he was installed uh and and how is he uh thanking the uh the black women in South Carolina, he's thanking them by giving uh, the Gibbs that were rightfully theirs 
to illegal aliens from random third world countries. Uh, I don't think it's going to be well received. You get that in combination with the gangs, these illegal immigrants, like stealing from people and uh, dragging old people down the road. They're riding by on mopeds and like taking their phones and wallets and purses and stuff. I mean, this is a, this is an outrage. And up until recently, I've stated that we're not going to have fair elections again, that they're going to fake it and put in who they want. I don't think you can fake this. I think there's enough outcry over the last four years um, that if, if they did try to fake it, like it's, it's not going to go over. Um, so, you know, I think we will actually have as fair as an election as you can have in America. And people are going to get out tremendously on the right. Tremendously. And as you predicted, probably people on the left are just going to stay home because nobody stay represents home. them. The franchise. Yeah. Stay home or vote for third party candidates. Uh, it, it's harder to fake the election second time around because because people do know at least a certain amount of what to look for. And uh, will there will there be a pandemic? Are they going to be able to get away with that? Uh, you know, I, I see signs that they're trying to bring bring back or signs that some people are trying to bring back pandemic hysteria. Uh, can it work again? I don't know. Uh, without without pandemic hysteria and, and lockdowns and uh, all that stuff, I mean, there, there's still going to be the mail-in voting. But even with if you say there's still going to be mail-in voting, you've got Trump saying, "Look, who can play at this game? We'll go out. We'll do ba- ballot harvesting. We're going to do all this stuff." So, I, I I don't know if the cheating can can be as effective. Plus, I think there's a lot more ground they have to make up now than four years ago that's that's the way i see it but anyway thank you for jo- joining me jeremy thanks patrick i had a blast you you let me indulge in my privacy ramblings i'm trying stay to classy. It, it was classy it was unusually classy wasn't it it was unusually classy um, no guarantees for the future but but maybe i'm getting the hang of it okay well thank you very much all right thanks a lot man and I'll be back again tomorrow with another exciting episode of the National Google Radio. Tejibo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. You can-
can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.